Hey guys, Daddy Diwali here. As the title says, we're not talking about video games this week. There was another school shooting. All of us on XRT are all parents with young children, some of them in elementary school and some of them in daycare. We've got an infant in the family. We have a lot of friends who have kids. We have a lot of friends who are police officers. We have a lot of friends who um, have all been affected by the horrible shooting that happened recently. And I personally decided that this week I just couldn't pretend that things were okay and I just couldn't talk about video games. So I apologize in advance this episode. We are not going to be talking about video games. And please just skip this one if you've downloaded it. And next week, um, hopefully we'll, well not hopefully, we will be returning back to our normal show. So again, I just wanted to give a warning out there that uh, we are not going to be talking about video games this episode, and it's going to be a lot of um, just thoughts and venting and what I actually feel was a really, I don't want to say positive, but it was a, a discussion that needed to happen, and I'm glad that we did it. So if you still want to continue on, um, that's what the show is going to be about today. So thank you for listening, guys. Xbox Record This is a podcast celebrating all things gaming, food, and the good old days. Hosted by three BFFs, Daddy Diwali, Chipotle Bear, and Bubble Boy N7. This is Cortana. And remember, don't make a girl a promise if you know you can't keep it. As always, Spartans, see you online. Daddy Diwali here, along with Chipotle Bear and X-Bacon Gaming. Um, unfortunately, or not unfortunately, I guess I, by his own choice, and I respect his choice, and uh, Chance, respectfully, Bubble Boy declined to be here tonight, and he wanted me to read this. Bubble Boy is opting out of this discussion as he has been exposed to entirely too much gun violence in his time as a student himself and as a school counselor. It's an extremely sensitive subject to him and he will be back next week. So respect to Bubble Boy. I, I love you, Chance, and I respect your decision. This week, I was very, very excited to talk about Halo uh, Top Gun, and other video game topics. But uh, there was another school shooting in Texas in two, two days ago. So let's just read, the, uh, read this little description here. And so sorry, if you're still listening at this point, I did warn at the beginning. Uh, there'll be a warning before anything starts saying how this week we are not going to be talking about games. And instead, we're going to be talking about another school shooting because personally, I haven't been able to forget about this and just move on. And I refuse to accept this as normal. And um, so I'm going to vent and talk about it. So if you're still here, again, there will be no video game discussions, no Halo discussions, no Top Gun discussions like we originally planned because I refuse to accept this as normal and I'm tired of it. On May 24th, 2022, 18-year-old Salvador Ramos fatally shot 19 students, third, fourth, second, third, fourth graders, two teachers, and wounded 17 others at Robb Elementary School 
in Uvalde, Texas, United States. Earlier, Ramos had shot and wounded his grandmother after firing shots outside the school for approximately 12 minutes. He entered the building. He entered a Rob Elementary armed with a rifle and a handgun without encountering any armed resistance, barricaded himself in a classroom where he killed the victims over the course of an hour before being killed by a U.S. Border Patrol agent. And this was just a couple of days ago. There's still more information coming. So this is as of whenever this was updated. I'm just reading a the classic... Um, Wikipedia page for mass shootings in the United States. No clear motive behind the shooting has been ascertained. It is the third deadliest American school shooting after Virginia Tech in 2007 and Sandy Hook in 2012 and the deadliest ever in Texas. Um. Police and first responders are getting criticism for their handling of the shooting. I have realized how as a younger person, how I hate to say this desensitized to this, I became, and it wasn't until this shooting in particular of course, because we've had so freaking many of them, that it really has hit me hard because I am a parent of three young children who will be going to elementary school soon. And never in my life did I think I would have to worry about their safety at school. And I, obviously all of us are devastated and incredibly sad and angry at how this has happened and continues to happen. But it really has hit me hard because I realized Jose and I, and maybe Bacon too, have unfortunately been surrounded by this our entire lives. And how close it has been to us is pretty crazy, actually. And it's disgusting. And so just for some context, Jose and I were in fourth grade in Jefferson County, Colorado, at Dunstan Middle School, when Columbine happened in April of 1999. I remember that day so clearly, because not only were we in the same district and only a few miles away from the school, my one of my best friends at the time, Mike Askins, his uncle, was the principal at Columbine when the shooting happened. Okay. So this was back in 1999 as an eighth grader. I remember Jose not really having a concept or of what had happened, you know, not really knowing. I just remember Askins got pulled away. We were in social studies class. He got pulled away and he came back and he's like, dude, apparently there's bombs going off at Columbine, like pipe bombs or something. And that's all we knew. And do you remember what happened, Jose? They let us go. And what did they tell us to do? To go home, right? To, Is go, I, to go straight home. Go straight home. And, and that was it. And as high schoolers were being shot and killed, we, we had no idea. I had no idea. And I remember Mary, Mike and I didn't go straight home and we did other stupid crap instead. But that's a story for another time, but, but there's, there's the, there's the start of it. Okay. Right. Literally right down the road from us. We, we, we go to the park, Jose, we, we, your kids birthday party was just there not too long Clement ago Park. at Clement Park. So, um, so that, that, that was the first one. Okay. That there was the, 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 the first one that was like just down the road from us. 
And then I remember, uh, I mean, there's so many, I'm looking at the, the list of all these horrible shootings. We were in college about to graduate when the Virginia Tech shooting happened. And what happened then when I was in college? Oh, glad that wasn't me. I mean, that's the honest truth. Oh, man, glad that wasn't here at CU Boulder. Jose's at UNC. Um, that's pretty messed up, but dang, glad glad that wasn't me as a college kid. Man, that 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 was my mentality then. And then in 2012, so we were young adults. Jose, you're teaching at this point. Uh, had, had had already been teaching for a while. This is the one where I was like, wow, uh, that's pretty messed up. And that was the um the the shooting at Sandy Hook. And I remember this one's really hurt me more than all these other ones that had happened at the time because it was at an elementary school. And 28 people were killed. 19 students. Or sorry, uh more than that. Sorry, I'm I'm reading it the wrong one. Um Sorry, 20. So, um, and, and at that point, I remember thinking, wow, this is really bad and really messed up. What, why, why, how can this be happening? That was in 2012. We are 10 years later, and this has happened. And now, like I said earlier, as a parent, I I can't I can't deal with this guys. Like honestly, I've broke down crying multiple times at work just reading some of this. Every day I went to pick up the past two days Grayson, I I I'm starting to think of horrible thoughts of like, well all they have is a puny locked door, you know, and what what if this happens here? And I give Grayson a big hug and kiss and I look at them tonight and I have, they're just so sweet and innocent. And I just can't imagine how anyone could do stuff like this. And I'm so tired of hearing that it's not a gun problem. And that it's a mental health problem. There are other countries with people who have mental health issues. And we're not hearing about mass shootings at elementary schools and these other and the other parts of the world like we hear about in the United States. Yes, mental health is incredibly important and it is a problem. But so is access to guns, specifically AR-15s. So guys, I, I know I've been talking a lot, but I just, I had, I have to just get this out off my chest and then I'm going to turn it over to you guys, but I'm just so tired of this. I, I, looking at my kids, I just, just earlier, and Allie and I just breaking down and it shouldn't be like this. It's not okay. And it's not normal. And I, like I said earlier, it's gotten to the point guys where I go to King supers and I scout out exit ways. And I think about where I'm going to run if there's a shooter in King supers and I'm looking as I enter to make sure nothing weird is going on all the time. If I'm at a park, and I can't believe that I, it's like, I feel like it's my responsibility now. Otherwise I don't, it's like, not like, you know, oh, that'll never happen to me. It's, it's just when, when, when is this going to happen? And as far as like banning, I, I, I get it. We, we, people love their guns, whatever. I, I, Whatever. I, I don't have any guns, but maybe I should now because everyone's killing each other. But 
I have shot an AR-15 bacon, and I've gone to a gun range once, and Chance was there, actually. We went with Alan. He's a police officer in Mesa, and I fired his his Glock 9mm. Easy to fire. This coming from somebody who's never had any gun experience. I shot a Glock 45 that I felt like I had no control over. And then I shot his AR-15 with a red dot sight. And Bacon, I felt like uh, I was a professional shooter at that point. I was getting bullseyes with that. Like it was nothing with no gun experience. And Bacon, at that point, I was like, I totally understand, Alan, why you carry that with you and why you would have that on you at all time. I get it. That's uh, that's the unfortunate byproduct of the AR-15 is designed for pretty much anyone to handle. If I were to put you behind my 30-06, and you're going to feel the 30-06 when you pull that trigger. You're going to feel the kick, and it's it's going to startle you. Where short of the noise of an AR, there's it's designed to not raise the muzzle. It's designed to not take you off target. It's designed to keep you on target. It is a designed to kill people. Yes. It's a fantastic device that has military applications and it's, um, it's so easy to use. Yeah. But it's even easier to acquire in this country. Um, I've got, 20, 30,000 rounds of my lifetime fired out of an AR. It's I've, I've been raised around guns since I was tall enough to remember. I'm from the country. I'm from the sticks. I was spent a lot of time on farms and ranches. I used to get paid by uh, ranchers to shoot prairie dogs because their cattle kept stepping in the holes and breaking their legs. So they'd pay us to sit out there with our 22s all day long and just shoot prairie dogs. I, I grew up pre school violence. Now, you know, back in, when I was coming up, it was, we had to worry about bullies and fistfights and, 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 and stuff like that. I Columbine happened in 99 when I was three years into the military. I, I can't even imagine you guys and all these lockdown drills and just the, the pre scaring of the kids and, and you guys living through it. Um, so I, I come at this from a whole nother point of view i never yeah, had to deal with that yeah. you know and i'm glad I, i'm I, glad you're here to talk about that and i and i want to get your perspective on that but yeah isn't that but back to the air 15 bacon yeah no gun experience whatsoever bacon i mm-hmm. i felt like i had yep i was a professional with that thing yep. and that at that moment I'll, I'll never forget bacon i was like i always wondered i'm like i saw sometimes alan would send his pictures you know on when he's out on duty and stuff or whatever like randomly or with his cop friends posing or whatever and I'm like, why do you have the AR-15 on you? I totally got it. What he's like, of course I'm going to have this on me if there's a firefight. Absolutely, if I'm not going to mm-hmm. have a, a stupid handgun or anything else. Like this is, and I was just like, wow, it totally makes sense because this made me feel like a professional bacon. I'll come back to you in a second. I just want to close off with Jose and I too. So Jose and I and Bacon's wife are all in education. We are all. Not only did we grow up with lockdowns and dealing with all that as a kid after Columbine, we now deal with it on the other side being, I was a teacher. Jose was a teacher. Jose is a principal. Now he's still in education. Your wife is a teacher. We are on, we are still in education on the other side of it. And not only do we get to practice lockdowns every day or every month or whatever the, whatever it is. Um, Chance and I are educators in Aurora. Chance and I go into lockdowns probably once a week, like it's normal for violence in the area. And not only that, this year in particular in the city of Aurora, at the high school I work at, students were shot at a park, literally that I can see from my office, probably a hundred yards away from me. I happened to not be at school that day. I was working from home. We were at a a digital conference. What if I was at school that day? with a clear view of, of what would have happened. Um, there was another shooting in Hinkley's parking lot 
where the students were injured. We've had multiple students die this year from shootings. And maybe Jose, you, you can talk for Chance and, and his connections as well, but I'll, I'll turn it over to you. Um, Jose, I guess, what was your reaction and um, what, 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 how, how has it changed your perspective on things and how has it changed your perspective? You're an administrator, man. You, you, you get those calls from the police saying, Hey, we got to lock down because something's going on by you. Like, do you think about this every day or is it just, are you, I don't know. Talk to me, Jose. So, uh, I don't, I don't actually have a whole lot to say. Uh, not that I don't want to, there's, there's, I'm sure I could ramble in, uh, certain pieces for a long time. Uh, I will say that when I, Found out I was just in shock again. It was much like I, I felt like when we heard about Sandy Hook and, and of course, Columbine. Dan's exactly right. Like, I will never forget. I was in Mr. Watson's class, eighth grade English. I'll never forget that. I mean, obviously sad, terrified. Um, you know, my for the record, my daughter just finished first grade and will be a second grader next year. And my other one is starting kindergarten next year. And it's it's both equally horrific and terrifying. Right to think that, like Dan said, this can happen anywhere at any time, and uh, you know, it, it's for the record, it doesn't, it doesn't mean we're going to move into a hole and like not pretend that the world doesn't continue every day. But it's 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 always there. Uh, I can tell you about the school side thing. Like, man, there is nothing like the fear you feel when you hear for the first time in any job. When I was a teacher, still, they're like, "Hey, if this happens, you're in charge of these kids," and to know that you, I mean to be told by people like, Hey, if someone comes in, you're going to throw chairs at them. You're going to throw bookcases at them. You're going to do whatever you can. Like in theory, yeah, the theory is sound. It's just terrifying to think that. Right. And, and I'll tell you as a teacher, I knew exactly where I would go in my room, in my school building. I know where I would hide. Like I've already scoped out places that I, you know, just, which is like, like, can you, can you do that at your job? If you work in the private sector, could you imagine your boss telling you, Hey, make sure you know where to hide in case someone comes into your building at any given time. Uh, it's a, it's a terrifying thing. And, and yet I still, I'm not saying I hate my job. I love my job. And I, I, like, like Dan said, I work with Bacon's wife and it's, it's one of the most wonderful places I could ever see myself, but it's, it is always there. I, anytime as an admin, now you hear that, Hey, we have a, a report of a, of someone in the area or a kid with a weapon. I mean, your heart just sinks because you're like, this could be it. Like this could be the moment it's happening. And, and yet it's still on us to take care of people because we want to, we don't want our kids to be hurt. We don't want our community to be affected in this way. And it's a, it's a scary thing out there, man. And it's, and I, I fully for the record agree with Dan and chance and chance, I think would have a lot to say on this, but he chose to abstain, which I totally understand that it's, it is a problem that we have let grow out of, out of control. And, and the one thing I do just want to say is if you've made it this far and if you haven't, that's your right to do so is, is, the best thing I can encourage anyone out there to do today is to, to vote. Uh, I know that sounds like a simple answer to this, and I know that's not really solving the problem in the moment, but the simple reality is that the people that actually have the power to change this, to change the laws that most of the public agree with, they just don't. And the reason is very simple. It's because of money. And so if you want things to change, then change the voting and change the money. And that's the best we can hope for. And it's uh it's terrifying, man. I, 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 I'm not going to forget about it for the record, but I, I try not to think about it. I just do everything I can the best every day. And every night when I kiss my daughters to bed, uh, take them to bed and kiss them goodnight. It's, I just couldn't imagine someone doing this to people. I just, it's hard to, it's hard to put into words. So. Um, speaking of voting and, and possible, it, can we deter this? Like I've heard, Oh, arm the teachers. Like, <laughs> That makes zero sense. Yeah, let's just have somebody else kill somebody else. That that that's perfect. Um, Bacon, do you have any? What 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 were your thoughts? And I guess we can talk after your thoughts on, on when when you heard about this. What you think about with your wife? And and I'm interested to hear your perspective serving in the military and being a police officer. What like what do you think when you hear about this stuff? It, as far as having a wife in the job, it's always on the back of your mind. I drive by your school almost daily and it's just habit because my job has me driving around the city all the time. And it's always habit to look at the school and see if there's flashing lights or um, it. 
it terrifies me because I know how she would act in a crisis. I know she, she wouldn't put up any resistance and it's not, it wouldn't be for lack of trying. It would be for lack of ability. Um, she's a sweetheart and I love her to death, but it, I know if it were to pop off in her room, it would be, she's a hell of a golfer, but that's about it. Um, it, and the funny thing is, is through all my time as a cop and the, the every year annual active shooter training we went through as cops, um, they told us that the big fear was a terrorist bezlin that that um, music school in Russia that had that terrorist event and they killed a bunch of students there. Um, that that's the fear here in the United States that an ISIS cell or someone would take over an elementary and slaughter a bunch of children. Our fear is that terrorists are going to do what our homegrown terrorists are actively doing to this day. They continually tell us they're going to take over school with AK-47s and kill everything in sight. It's not the terrorists, guys. It's it's our homegrown, angry, 18-year-old children who have nothing better to do with their time than lash out and hurt people. And how an 18 year old child can walk into a Cabela's and pick a weapon of mass destruction off the counter without so much as a uh, ID is, is, is so incomprehensible to me that the NRA has their hooks so deep in politics that this is allowed is you can't buy a beer at that age. You can't buy a handgun at that age. But you can walk around with a gun with magazines that carry 30 rounds in them. This child had seven fully loaded magazines on him at 30 rounds apiece. Yeah, I was just going to read Bacon that he, oh. he, he purchased it a day after his 18th birthday and had also had 375 rounds of 5.56. Like, just, just it. Just like that, dude. Like that. Yep. But let's arm teachers. When I had to go through more education and training just to get my teaching license, right? I could go buy a gun like it's nothing. Anyway, sorry. Go ahead. And, and, and you guys, that is one of the most maddening points I've ever heard come from anybody is arming teachers. I know a lot of teachers. There is not one teacher I know because I myself, who has hundreds of hours at ranges advanced shooting drills. I still don't know how well I would be able to put rounds on target in a crowded school with chaos and bedlam. And we're ask, asking Betsy, the librarian to unholster her Glock and engage and, someone and who has exactly. body armor. and become a professional shooter. All That's, of a sudden. Yep. <laughs> and, and then they train you as a cop. You're responsible for every gun, every bullet that leaves your gun. You have to be responsible for the backdrop. You can't just say, well, he was shooting, so I indiscriminately fired at him. Because if you accidentally hit a pedestrian or, or a family member or a neighbor, you're liable. And you're telling me that Janice, the lunch lady, is going to pull out her Desert Eagle and start trading rounds with a kid with an assault rifle is the dumbest thing I've ever heard in my life. I maybe know one teacher... I would be confident to even take to a range to put a gun in his hand. And my wife tells me he's not the one. And he's the one I assume would be the one. And she assures me he's not the one. So um, that's not the answer. It's not the answer to put metal detectors at doors and have armed this. We're not a third world country here, but we have the gun violence of a third world country. And we keep saying it's a mental health problem. We keep saying it's a violent video game problem. We keep yeah. saying it's a rap music problem. It's none of those problems. It's the fact that there are way more guns in this country than there are people to brandish those guns. I myself own four guns. Every single one of my guns was handed down to me from my father. They are family heirlooms with the exception of my Glock, which was my service weapon as a cop. My long guns sit in a closet all by themselves, haven't been touched in years. My Glock is ready available in a gun safe, fingerprint ID safe next to my bed. That's ready to go all the time. And today I sat around and looked at gun safes online for the first time ever in my life. 
My idea is to put a full-blown gun safe in my house and lock those guns up and never open that door again because I can't sell the guns because I don't know who's going to get them. I can't sell them to a a pawn shop because what are they going to do with them? So the way I look at it is my guns are safer in my control, even though I plan to never pull them out of that cabinet ever again until there's an actual physical buyback program in this country to get rid of guns and get them off the streets. So I'm just going to lock them up and throw away the key. It's, it's and, and bacon. You're a perfect, like you're a professional with these. Mm-hmm. You were trained, not only raised to respect it, but also you were literally in the military. And like, I, I just, uh, I just, sorry, keep going. Yeah. And I, I, have I looked at at AR-15s before in my life? Said, "Ah, that'd be kind of nice to own one of those. Yeah, I have. And I've never bought one because short of target practice, having fun, like you said yourself, you had a hoot shoot, nigga. They are fun to shoot. It's an expensive, expensive hobby. And, uh, but short of that, you're not taking that gun hunting. You're not taking that gun to knock an elk down because quite frankly, you're not going to do it. It it's loopholes. And, and, and like my wife said, why, why should I have to be afraid for my life for you to enjoy your hobby? That that's her saying for this whole thing is why do I have to cower in a school and worry about my kids' lives and my own life for you to enjoy target practice? And it makes the most sense of anything I've ever heard. You shouldn't have to live in fear. Children shouldn't have to live in fear. Parents shouldn't have to stand outside. Yes. A school, a safe place. I'd never felt danger in school ever. Not one time in my life coming up did I ever have fear when I was in school. And I cannot believe you guys were in fourth grade when Columbine. That's just, can't wrap my head around that one. Eighth grade. Eighth grade. Okay. Eighth grade. Still middle Um, school. Right. I just, and I don't have kids. I don't have that fear. And the funny thing is I sit around and I'm at the grocery store and I see a kid crying and mom's kind of trying to quiet the kid down. And me and the wife always look at each other and go, man, I'm glad I don't have kids. And it's not, (laughs) the bad thing is that's not the reason why I should be glad I don't have kids. I should be glad I don't have kids because I don't want to have to explain this stuff to them. I don't want to have to sit down and explain why an 18 year old kid can buy a gun that can do that kind of damage. And it's the the speed of which you can deliver those rounds out of an AR is the alarming part. That is a gun that is yep. designed for infantry warfare and it's used for fun. It's used for a prop. It's used for a second amendment. It's used for the don't tread on me crowd. It's used and it's just, I'm never going to advocate taking away hunting rifles. I'm never going to advocate taking away yeah. my shotgun. I have my 22. I learned to shoot on when I was nine years old. I'm never yeah. going to advocate for that, but there is zero reason short of <laughs> You're in us being invaded by China. Yeah, and, and we needed a militia and bacon. Yes. You're saying why you're not, you're glad you don't have kids. You don't have to worry about this. Like Jose and I do. And mm-hmm. I know you would give anything to have kids bacon. Yep. And um, speaking of solutions, uh, and I'm I'm right there with you. I understand that gun culture is so ingrained in the United States of America that you cannot take guns away from people. I get that. I'm just saying, is there somewhere reasonable that we can meet? Like you said, okay, maybe from this moment on, we don't we ban AR-15s. You cannot buy these anymore. If you already have it, great. You lucked out. You have them. Whatever's out there is out there. Whatever. From now on, there is, like you said, no reason for these to exist. Be- <laughs> Unless we're being invaded by, sh- and by... And at that point, we already have so many guns. It's not like we wouldn't have right. something to fight back with anyway. But And then make it more than a kid getting a gun a day after his 18th birthday, make him wait six months, make him wait a year. Hey, your application is going to take this long. We're going to monitor you. We're going to make sure. All right. Hey, all these people who already have their guns, keep them. You, 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 you made it. You, you lucked out. You're, you're, you get, you know, grandfathered in. Um, but from now on, like something has to change, right? Bacon. Is that reasonable? Like I'm saying, Hey, you already have your stuff, but from now on, like, can we just not do this anymore? Or do you think 
that that like nothing's going to continue. I mean, that was 10 years ago. We're doing this episode May 26th. Am I going to come back in a few years and another thing happening? 10 years, same crap happening. Uh, God forbid it happens at one of our schools or where we work. Bacon, do you see a solution really ever happening or or do you feel like it's just it's too late and it will never change? Well, right now it feels like it's too late. Like, like we can't even get background checks passed in this country that you like you you have to apply to have a driver's license you have to apply to even get a hunt it's the fact yeah, that you to get just, like random hunting right. licenses in colorado mm-hmm. is way more difficult than mm-hmm. than getting it like okay sorry Go ahead. it how it, mental health checks red flag laws it uh, living here in douglas county one of our officers was killed new year's eve what was it five years ago four years ago and our sheriff um he started championing the red flag law because this guy was a mental case who who, who killed one of our officers and he never should have had guns and the amount of flack in a republican jurisdiction that that our um sheriff was under for supporting one of his guys who was murdered by someone who never should have had a gun and and they were calling for recall elections and trying to oust a sheriff just for protecting people. It's 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 absolutely ludicrous to me. Uh, so is there a, a way to meet in the middle? I don't think there is because we're so divided as a country. Straight down the middle, we can't use common sense to cross an aisle to place a vote. That it's 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 just the. the <laughs> And here I thought the NRA was going to go bankrupt with all their lawsuits and all that. And we were going to lose the NRA, but they're just, they're stronger than ever. The amount of money that, and, and the sad thing is these politicians are so worried about reelection and where their money's coming from to fuel their next campaign, that they're so in bed with these special interest groups that they can't even vote for background checks or background checks to see if this guy is a domestic abuser, to see if this guy has a history of violence against pets. It, it's just. Yeah. But I mean, but even then, like, is that really like background checks really going to do anything? Like, like, no, like, I mean, it, cause that doesn't stop private. I mean, private party cells are still always going to be private party cells. And, and it's from what I've been hearing that there are so many guns on the streets that are taken out of homes because of burglaries, because of irresponsible gun owners like myself, who don't have their guns properly locked up. When I was growing up, my grandpa always had a gun in his window of his pickup truck when we were working on the ranch, just sitting. And he'd drive to the store, get out, lock it. And his gun still sitting in the window across the back of his truck. Every, every, every house I ever went to as a kid with guns in it, were just in glass display cases with like, it would, you wouldn't have to punch it to get into that thing. And he was, it's just, it's irresponsible ownership along with angst and anger of youth these days that it's just, I don't know, man, it's, yeah, I'm, I'm and, and like, I know, but again, it, it, like, let's say they do have issues. Like it, it just shouldn't be, it shouldn't be that easy. It just, it, it can't it be, be that easy. It, it, no, I don't know. Jose, I mean, do you have anything else to add or do you want to talk about the, I mean, you taught social studies and law, you know, bills becoming law and all that. So I don't know. Do you have any other input on like, realistically, could this ever change? And by the way, I'm looking at the NRA statement, which I was, I immediately checked after all this has happened. And of course they were dead silent. No, no tweets the entire time until the other day it came out and it says our deepest sympathies are with the families and victims involved in this horrific and evil crime. They, They don't even say the specifics of it. On behalf of our members, we salute the courage of school officials first response yeah who <laughs> offered their support although the investigation is underway and the facts are still emerging we recognize that this was the act of a lone deranged criminal as we gather in houston this weekend we reflect on these events pray for the victims and recognize our patriotic members and pledge to redouble our commitment to making our schools secure anyway jose uh f off, f off nra anyway <laughs> I don't know, man. I um, but just I always, closing thoughts. Go ahead, Jose. I, I always try to hold good. out a little bit of hope for the possibility of things changing. Uh, I can tell you, I taught government to kids for eleven years, and um, 
you know, I, I always had my own beliefs, but part of your job as a teacher is not to share those because your job is to educate people, right? To teach them how to think for themselves. Uh, and I can tell you, I dealt with students and families from every side of the spectrum politically. Uh, and I, and that is both good and bad in it. It helps me be flexible and thoughtful and, um, balanced, but it also makes me skeptical about possible future changes. Again, I'm always hopeful. I always try to think that there's maybe who knows, you know, maybe we always talk about as younger generations change things, maybe they'll be the ones to do it. I don't know if our generation will, unfortunately or not. Um, you know, I just, I, I'm super serious when I say the one thing I learned as, and I, and I taught, I told my kids, I'll be straight up is if you want to understand our country, you follow money. That's how you understand you do things like follow the money.org and you can see who gives money to people. Yeah. Like it's not a secret. Uh, most people just don't care to see it or they, they, they want to be blind to it. Jose, um, you know? what's the answer to 99 out of a hundred questions? It's money. That's straight up what and the answer that? is. And what, uh, what quote is that from? I don't know. Vanilla Sky, but keep going. I know you have a dog on it, but uh, keep going. Okay. That's why I don't know. Um, <laughs> That's a good you thing. You know what I, I what I will say though. I just as a closing thought, for the record, if if for those that want to criticize people, including people in schools, we work very hard to keep your kids safe. And and the truth is, if I'm being very honest, statistically, your kids are safe. The truth is that in there, the odds of it happening to them are not that high overall, but they're not zero, and they should be zero. Um, you know, I can tell you for the first time ever in my administrative career, we had, um, so ironically enough, so, uh, Michael Askins, um, uncle, his name is Frank DeAngelis. He opened up a center in Jeffco, the district that I work in. That's a school safety center. And it's literally there to train people how to deal with situations like this. And I got to take my first trip this last summer there. And like, literally they went through a drill with us in the room, like fully shooting blanks from ARs and showing what it would be like. And it was honestly terrifying. Like, because they were like, we want you to know what this feels like in case it happens, which is like, again, it's one of those like, I guess, thank you for teaching me because I, I would want to be more prepared. But it's also just like, this is really what we've come to, huh? Like, I went to school so I could teach you guys social studies, but instead I'm working through this. Um, but I will say that I'm I'm grateful at least that we're, we don't ignore it. You know what I'm saying? I, for the record, I don't want a gun. I don't. I don't want one in my house. I don't want one at work. I don't want anything to Good. do with them. Um, but, but at the same time, like I would rather be prepared and, and God forbid anything happens. I mean, straight up, no joke. I keep a golf club under my desk. It's a, it's a six iron and it's straight up just in case I needed something. You know what I'm saying? But what I will say again is that, uh, if you, if you listen to this and again, if you've made it this far, thank you for listening and to, to our thoughts and, uh, and please vote, just change something, say something. You don't have to be a jerk. You can write your representatives and yeah. just say, I don't want you to respond to me. I just want you to know this is how I feel. I would really appreciate it if you support me. And that's it. I mean, that's just what it takes sometimes is people to hear like, this is what my constituents want. And who knows, maybe over time we'll get something better. I can only hope for obviously that my children and that kind of stuff. Uh, but other than that, just I want to say that I, I definitely love you guys. Love Chance. Love my kids and my love wife. Too. And uh, I'm, I, you know, it's just, uh, it's a crazy sad thing, man. Makes yeah. me want to cry even now thinking about it and talking about it. But yeah. If we don't talk about it and no one else does, then nothing changes. Exactly. So we got to start and, somewhere. Yeah. And I'm glad you guys are here to talk about it. I, I really am. And I really wanted to talk about other things, but it's just been on my mind so much. I, I couldn't just ignore it. And um, like Jose said, thanks. If you guys have listened this far, I forgot to say a huge shout out to uh, Joseph and Kyle over on PlayStation Trophy Room. Um, they had a little intro and they only took a few minutes, but... I really appreciated hearing him address it because not really many other places are. And as the creator of this show and our tagline is we celebrate all things gaming, food, and the good old days, I just didn't feel like I could do that tonight. I couldn't celebrate those things. So, Jose, thank you for being here. Um, thank you to anyone who's listened to this. I'm sorry. I wish we were talking about other things but like i said at the beginning i can't pretend that this is normal and i'm not going to ignore it and um bacon do you have any closing thoughts and i like what you said uh jose really quick sorry bacon uh, like I, I i'm trying to be fair too like uh, like my wife is a Republican and I'm Democrat and somehow we make it work in our house and as a family and you know i i i feel like why, why can't we just figure out a reasonable solution to this? Like it's not, this isn't, 
I'm not saying for the government to invade you and invade your property and invade your lifestyle and take away things that you want. I'm just saying, can we just figure out something, you know, like I get it. You love your guns. It's a great, that's a great hobby for you. Cool. You can keep doing that, but can we change some things? I love video games, but I'm not going to force that on you. So, um, bacon closing thoughts. Well, when when you think about it, the the manufacturers of the of these guns also bear responsibility. They produce the guns. Do they? They <laughs> produce the guns. They put them out to be sold and purchased by the public instead of just providing the guns for the armed forces. They bear responsibility too. It'd be very easy for them to just say, "Hey, guess what? We're out of the AR-15 game." We're going to continue to make our pistols. We're going to continue to make our shotguns. We're going to continue to make our hunting rifles. They're as complicit. And like you said, you follow the money. Money leads everywhere. Um, it's, and I have, I still have a lot of friends in law enforcement and I'm pretty much the only Democrat I know um, of anybody I know in law enforcement and it's, and it's caused issues, but I love my fellow brothers in blue and it's a damn difficult job. Um, when we're trained and yeah. when we're trained in active shooters, Columbine changed everything in law enforcement. No longer do you sit outside and try to negotiate and talk them out and wait for the tactical team to get there. You don your vest, you grab your gun and you sprint towards bullets and asking anyone hope. to do that. Yes. Right. Um, and anyone who's asked to do that and takes on that responsibility takes on an immense responsibility. Um, Myself, thinking about this all day today, I I can't think of any better way to go than being a responding officer sprinting towards bullets and slowing down a gunman, even if you do drop. And they say the chances of you getting killed as the first responding officer is pretty high. But your life for three kids, is it a worthy trade-off? Probably is. And that that's how I... Live in your, and like you said, when you're in King Supers, I told my wife this before you even said this, that I walked down the aisles looking for what I could use as a weapon. And I even showed her this bottle of basalmic vinegar sitting up on a high shelf that had a nice handle on it and it would really clock someone over the, and that's what I spend my life doing is one, always eyeballing everyone I see and trying to decipher, you know, what this gentleman's intentions are. Is he here to buy mushrooms or is he here to cause problems? And and I usually always have a knife on me and, and I've thought about getting my concealed carry so many times, but it's just, uh, and but it would you be don't really want you and you shouldn't have to bacon. Like that's just it. it. Like you, it'd be really easy for me to obtain my concealed carry because of all my training yeah. and former law enforcement. And I've just never done it. And I, and I don't know why, because I don't know if it's responsibility and, and all that still continuing to carry over, but. I've tossed it around a lot in the last couple of days. You know, do you just, as, as well, while caring, you really can't have any fun. You can't drink beers when you're going out to dinner. You can't, you're, it's, you're basically having to be Johnny straight arrow the entire time. And because there is responsibilities that come with carrying a gun for the legal law abiding citizens who are carrying a gun correctly, they can't have any fun. Um, but these criminals who can just, gain access to weapons it uh, i just i can't i cannot believe I we're know, still man. having this conversation and i i bacon i appreciate your insight your perspective and um and and i think all of us would agree well, of course we we all support our police officers like i'm all for i have multiple we have a friend in our group who's a police officer and, and detective currently we, my cousin is a cop for lakewood pd lakewood pd just had an officer thankfully take out uh, somebody yeah. who was going on a killing spree and she got shot and she was lucky enough to get survive like that, but not everyone does. And I'm I, 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 like, I, it doesn't matter if you're Democrat or Republican or whatever, or don't care. Like, I think we can all agree. Kids should not be, we have a gun problem in this country. We, yeah. And kids should not be getting shot in school, in especially schools, yeah elementary school kids like 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 it matters if they're in elementary or middle school or high school right it's um so uh so uh 
thank you guys for listening to me, especially at the beginning because I was ranting a lot. Uh, I hope, Chance, if you listen to this, you approve. And I'm sorry you weren't here, but I respect that you not being here because, like Jose said, I, I do feel like you could have added a lot. Chance has even more sp- worse perspective on this. Um, and um, yeah, I, I, sorry, go ahead, Bacon, Jose. It, did you it, pre- it, it's up to the kids now, guys. Like like Jose said, we we can't fix this. Us adults, we cannot fix this. It's these kids that are turning 18 and 17, and they're getting ready to start voting. Do they voting. care? Like, they like, do care because they're the ones getting killed. They should care. It's their should. job. Red states, blue states, if your if you're elected official won't do anything about this, they mobilized greatly during the Black Lives Movement. They've... Yeah. they've um, They've showed they can mobilize. They've showed they have a voice there. They can communicate. It is time for the children of this country to take this country and mold it in the way they want it, because it's apparent that we can't do it because a 90 year old Mitch McConnell still sits up there and controls everything. And, and it is literally on the children at this point. And I hope they do it. And I'm going to give it to them and open my arms and say, children, take your country and mold it and shape it the way you want it. I don't have anything else. I think I could add to that. So um, thank you for anyone who's listened to this. We appreciate you. And like Joseph and Kyle say, we love all of you and make sure to hug and kiss all of your loved ones. I am. It shouldn't be this way. And hopefully next week we will come back and have a more positive xbox record this we will celebrate all things gaming food and the good old days and hopefully we will talk about top gun and other fun stuff so my name is daddy diwali joined by chipotle bear and x bacon gaming goodbye bye xbox record this as a podcast created by daniel walensic you can follow him at Daddy Diwali on all social media. The assistant to the co-host is Jose Martinez, and you can follow him at Chipotle underscore bear on Twitter. The assistant to the assistant to the co-host is Chance Siegel, and you can follow him at BubbleBoyN7. You can follow the show at Xbox Record This on all social media. If you'd like to find out more about the show, visit XboxRecordThis.com.